You know you're getting old when it's considered quaint that you didn't find your partner over a dating app. I'm Shannon Hayes, and you're listening to Season 4, Episode 7 of The Hearth of Sepujalo. Shannon Hayes and I operate Sapwish Hollow Farm with three generations of my family in the northern Catskill Mountains of upstate New York. I'm the chef owner of Sapwish Cafe, a farm to table and neighbor to neighbor experience, open Saturdays 9 to 2 from April through November in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton. And I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers, The Grass Fed Gourmet, and Redefining Rich. If we both joined Tinder, do you think we'd match with each other? No. Hey, you answered that too fast. What do you mean by that? I swap Bob on the butt. We're watching a Tinder drama play out in real time while cooking dinner. Sersha is dressed and ready to leave on a date. I'm making a vegetable beef and bean stew on the stove. She's eyeing it covetously. Her date, who she met on Tinder, is suddenly not responding to her texts about where to meet. He expected to pick her up. She politely informed him that she doesn't ride in cars with men she doesn't know well. She has offered to drive herself to meet up and grab a bite to eat so they could talk further and get to know each other a little bit more. And that's a seriously big move on Sersha's part. There are not many restaurants in the area with menus she enjoys. The girl likes her food and she hates to eat anything off a Cisco truck. She does not like to miss dinner at home. This guy has no idea what she is giving up for him. But he's put out. He cancels the date. Sersha gives a whoop, shoves her phone to the end of the kitchen counter, grabs a bowl, and digs in. Happy to have my daughter home for supper, I return to my bigger concern that my husband apparently wouldn't swipe right on my fictional Tinder profile. That's really hurtful, Bob. What? He's playing stupid. I'm not falling for it. So you think you'd swipe on someone else instead? I think he wouldn't even show up in my feed. He's brilliant at sweeping up the ashes of his incendiary quips. He's right, Mom. Sersha cuts herself a hunk of cheddar to pair with her stew. You probably wouldn't even get shown to each other. 
you'd probably need Tinder Platinum to find each other, and you most likely would need to fill out your questionnaires together so you'd get matched. So, like what? Prostate cancer survivor seeks long-in-the-tooth haggard homeschooling mom? She shrugs. How come you don't pay for the Platinum version? She rolls her eyes. I think you should try the farmers-only dating app. No, mom. Or outdoor personals? Forget it, mom. How about looking in a different region on Tinder? How about Vermont or Maine? Why? Because you think guys up there are more likely to be able to lift a feed bucket? Is that a crime? What are you, the bob door now? I'll be sure to let my friends know that they can sign up for the services of an Irish matchmaker. I'm not a matchmaker. Yes, Sersha's too young for a serious match. She's having fun, learning a lot, and doesn't take any of it too seriously, and I admire her attitude. I'm just trying to wrap my head around her generation's dating world. I met Bob when I walked into L.L. Bean in Freeport, Maine, and he was working retail in the optics and watches department. He was talking to a customer about paddling and birding. I had recently broken up with one of my poorer boyfriend decisions, a man who, among other issues, was dreadfully afraid of water, and in all the drama of trying to make that relationship work, I had quite forgotten something about myself. I loved paddling and camping and swimming. And dang, Bob, standing behind the counter talking about warblers and taking his canoe down the presumpscot <laughs> was seriously easy on the eyes. I melted. I needed a point of connection, and fast. I looked down at my watch with its frayed band and took immediate action. With one quick tug, I snapped it, then walked up to the counter. Can you help me find a replacement watch band? Then I started asking him about birding. I'll admit, I faked my interest at first, and he could tell that I was full of it. <laughs> but he didn't want to let on and lose the moment. Now, 27 years later, we watch the birds together every morning and keep tabs on each of them. The titmice, the chickadees, herons and eagles, the red-bellied woodpeckers, and each of the warblers, the winter wrens, and the different sparrows and sapsuckers. We choose our morning walk based on which birds we long to visit. The careful, and yes, I'm going to say it, artful approach to our courtship bloomed into a lifelong love. I feel like Socrates bemoaning the potential forgetfulness of writing in place of verbal discourse, berating his student Plato for recording his dialogues. Kids these days and their crazy wax tablets and papyrus! I'm no stranger to the wonders of technology, from managing my business, and Zoom cocktail hours with friends were definitely a mainstay in our house for enduring the pandemic. But the rituals and norms of modern digital courtship leave me confused. In the time it took me to fix supper, Sersha's entire relationship had run its course. Okay, and I know what you're thinking. It was stew, right? Stews take a long time to simmer. But I had gotten home late from the cafe, so I was using hamburger. It was a fast meal. I had the entire thing prepped in under 20 minutes. I want to be helpful and supportive to my daughters as they brave their dating years, but I'm increasingly finding myself clueless about what I'm supposed to do. It was so much easier to teach them fractions. 
I wax poetic about the good old days of pickup lines and coquettish stares, followed by a little light banter which eases into casual chatter where prospective partners try to glean information about each other while pretending they aren't actually trying to learn about each other. From my view, these subtleties, or are they inefficiencies, are gone. Swipe right if you're interested, left if you're not. At the same time, I can't ignore the fact that (laughs) Sersha meets far more people than would likely otherwise be possible for a girl who helps run a farm and a cafe in an isolated mountain hamlet. She never seems to want for companionship. The four of us sit down to watch iZombie together, bowls of stew in our laps, dogs at our feet, cats perched on the arms of the living room chairs. I look over at Sersha and can't ignore the wide grin on her face. She's enjoying her evening, relishing the simple pleasures of being home with us on a Friday night. And I recognize that it isn't my job to help her navigate the dating world. She's a smart young woman who knows how to operate within the norms of her generation, and she will navigate without my help. My job is to just be here when she comes home, a reminder that love feels like laughter and banter in the kitchen on a late spring evening. It looks like two partners able to see the beauty in each other beneath the scars of the years, and it tastes like a warm bowl of stew, filling your body with nourishment and joy. I don't need to understand the apps. I just need to let her know that when we choose well, whether it's by swiping right or breaking a watch band or chatting about birds, decades later, we know in our hearts we would do it over and over again. Sapwich Cafe is now open for the season every Saturday from 9 to 2 until Thanksgiving, except October 21st and 29th when we plan to go on vacation. The prefix farm-to-table special for Saturday, May 27th will be turkey pot pie, a wedge of cheddar, braised cabbage and apples, and chocolate mousse. If you're coming in June 3rd, we'll be having Morros y Cristianos, Cuban-style black beans and rice topped with wood-smoked chorizo and paired with locally made organic crotito. And... There'll be cafe con leche cake for dessert. You can check out the weekly prefix farm-to-table specials on the blog at sapbush.com. Our online website, sapbushfarmstore.com, continues to be stocked with our grass-fed and pastured meats and eggs, as well as our wool bedding and yarn. Feel free to check it out. Or better yet, if you're in the area, come by the Honor Store any time of the day or night located in the little red shed at the back of the cafe parking lot. The address is 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York. If you'd like to come see us for a getaway, our farm-to-table retreat on Panther Creek is taking bookings through Airbnb, and Sersha and Ula now have opened the tenter site to accept reservations. You can find it by searching for Calico Ridge, Sapbush Hollow at tenter.com. If you want to stay on top of cafe and farm specials, farm happenings, or to follow my musings on the blog when the podcast goes silent in the fall and winter, be sure to head over to the website at either sapbush.com or the radicalhomemaker.net and sign up for the newsletter. We don't do social media, so this is the only way to keep tabs on us. 
Plus, when you do, you can download a free workbook that pairs with my latest book, Redefining Rich, winner of a Nautilus and an Axiom medal. If you enjoy the slower things in life, you can also join our snail mail list and get Ulas and Sersha's hand-drawn postcards with notices about special offers and our CSA program. In fact, you may have already gotten a beautiful postcard in the mail announcing our June spectacular Dads, Grads, Brides, and Grooms special where all of our wool products, our blankets, our pillows, our comforters, our yarn, are 20% off. So if you need a wedding gift, if you need a graduation gift, if you need a Father's Day gift, go on over to sapbushfarmstore.com and place your order. These are the lowest prices of the season. If you enjoyed this, please take a few minutes to leave a review. This helps other folks to find my work and please share this podcast with friends and family. This really helps to get the ideas to spread. Better still, you can help make the magic happen for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. Or, if it's easier, you can also donate to support the podcast by sending a check to Shannon Hayes, care of Sapbush Hollow Farm, 832 West Fulton Road, West Fulton, New York, 12194. And it's a really important thing to do because all of this, the podcast, the blog, the novels, and the books, and the creative recharging that happens over fall and winter are a result of the support of my patrons on Patreon. And this week, I'd like to send a shout-out to my patrons, Karen Rogers and Karen McElmurray. Thank you, folks. I could not do it without you. In case you were wondering, this podcast was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband, Bob Hooper, and the great music we're listening to comes to us from Emory. Thanks for listening, and have a great week. 